Welcome! You're listening to Uncommon Sense, and I'm Doug Morgan. In 1988, Rush Limbaugh put together the 35 Undeniable Truths of Life. And he then followed that up in 1994 with uh, on his Rush Limbaugh radio show. Uh, he gave the second edition of the Undeniable Truths of Life. And I thought it would be good to look at uh, who Rush was and what he believed, um, though I, I don't agree with all of these. Um, looking at them really allows us to garner a lot of wisdom from these words. And so I wanted to go through both sets and see uh, what we can find. And, and knowing that even an, an outside agency certified that, that Rush was right 99.8% of the time, <laughs> then uh, then we should probably go through these and see what, what we can uh, garner there. So uh, let's go f- through the first set uh, of thir- the 35 Undeniable Truths of Life uh, that were written in 1988. Now remember, this was a time that was really at the peak of the Cold War. Ni- 1988 um, you know, we, we were seeing a stark difference between uh, the two superpowers, the United States and the USSR, uh, and, and how dramatically different they were, communism versus capitalism, and, and a representative gov- government versus a government that just was forcing their people to even stay within their borders, and so... Um, so we, we have a, a real stark difference. And so much of what you're going to see here, it was influenced on this list by the time in which it was written and that, that, that difference that we could see between the two countries. So number one, the greatest threat to humanity lies in the nuclear arsenal of the USSR. And I, and I think, I mean, obviously that, that one being number one, uh, is, is very telling because, um, any of, of you who lived through that time knew that the, that the, that nuclear war was a huge issue as well. Uh, the, the nuclear arsenals of both countries were just escalating greatly and that, uh, the, the thought that the world could literally be destroyed at the push of a button uh, was, was, was a real thing uh, at that time. So that, that's uh, no surprise to be number one. The greatest threat to, and this is number two, the greatest threat to humanity lies in the USSR. You see, how, how can you argue that nukes in the hands of an ungodly people uh, is not a major threat. And when I say ungodly people, I mean the, the, the form of government, communism, it takes God completely out of everything. Everything is up to the government to control everything. And in fact, even in the USSR and many other co- countries that we see that have gone communist, uh, they, they definitely take uh, church and religion and God out of everything that they can uh, because it is a threat to them. It, they're the ones that people are supposed to turn to for everything. All right, uh, moving on. Peace, number three. Peace does not mean the elimination of nuclear weapons. And I think the thinking of the day was that if if it were not for the nuclear weapons, like we were, we were just talking about, that there would be world peace. Um, and that really, when it came right down to it, the United States started a terrible thing by inventing the nuclear weapon. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, that, that was kind of the thinking of the day. And that if, if it wasn't for these terrible nuclear weapons, there would just simply be nothing but world peace. And, and of course, that's not the case. <laughs> uh, number four, peace does not mean the absence of war. 
Uh, I, th I can think of, you know, like Ronald Reagan, um, you know, would, would say peace through strength. And, and obviously the absence of war does not mean peace. And, and the Cold War showed that, obviously. So number five, war is not obsolete. And boy, you know, I wish we had more time today to go into that. Number six, ours is a world governed by the aggressive use of force. You know, obviously, war is unfortunately a necessary evil, and that's just that's just a fact of life, and and that's what he's saying here in number six. Number seven, there is only one way to get rid of a nuclear weapon: use them. <laughs> number eight, peace cannot be archived by developing an understanding with the Russian people. Uh, you know, you could even go back and and look at like 9/11, uh, where we had an attack on our country and what was the very first thing that that we saw our media coming out with and it was oh how how can we change what would cause these people to be so mad to run their airplanes in, into you know our the, the and, and attack people uh, in in this manner in this way uh, we need to understand them and and that way they don't they, they don't do that anymore uh, and and that same mentality obviously uh, back then as well. Number nine, the Americans oppose, um, when Americans oppose America, it is not always courageous and sacred. It is sometimes dangerous. And that's an obvious. ISIS is a good example of that. Uh, number 10, communism kills, and, and, and that, just two words, communism kills, and we can see that just what, like with the USSR, 60 million people uh, were estimated have were killed under under the, that regime regime uh, China's Mao considered violence to be necessary in order to achieve the, the ideal society which is what he was going for uh, and, and he said he even said himself that uh, you know he estimated 500 million people or 10 percent of their population would be necessary to be killed in order to achieve that. Um, you can add in the communist regimes of, of Cambodia, uh, Bulgaria, Romania, East Germany, Yugoslavia, um, North Korea, Vietnam, Cuba, uh, Afghanistan, Ethiopia. I mean, there's, there's so many that you could, you could add in there and, and start adding up the numbers of people that were killed. So communism kills, I think, is, is dead on, <laughs> unfortunately, um, when it comes to number 10. Number 11, neither the U.S., nor anyone else imposes freedom on the peoples of other nations. So we're not the ones imposing what we want on other people and forcing them. Uh, that would be uh, under a communism uh, type of government. Number 12, freedom is God-given. And I, I think that's a given. Number 13, in the USSR, peace means the absence of opposition. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> It was not just the USSR anymore. Uh, all we have to do is look at cancel culture today to see that peace it means the absence uh, of, of opposition to them. It's just, wow. Yeah, another podcast. All right. Number 14. To free peoples, peace means the absence of threats and the presence of justice. Number 15. The peace movement in the U.S., whether it by accident or design, is pro-communist. I think that was proven out. Number 16, the collective knowledge 
and wisdom of seasoned citizens is the most valuable yet untapped resource our young people have. And that is very much true today. Uh, we, we do not tap in to the wisdom uh, of our older set. Number 17, the greatest football team in the history of civilization is the Pittsburgh Steelers of 1975 through 1980. Um, like I say, I don't agree with all these. <laughs> Number 18, there is no such thing as war atrocities. And it goes along with number 19, war itself is an atrocity. And so I think those, those are uh, two you, you should take together. Number 20, there is a God. Number 21, abortion is wrong. Number 22, morality is not defined and cannot be defined by individual choice. And that would go along with number 21, abortion is wrong. Uh, number 23, Evolution cannot explain creation. <laughs> Let that one sink in for just a little bit. <laughs> Number 24. Feminism is established so as to allow unattractive women access to the mainstream of society. <laughs> this probably being is most controversial of all of these. <laughs> Number 25. Love is the only human emotion that cannot be controlled. Number 26. The only difference between Mikhail Gorbachev and the previous Soviet leaders is that Gorbachev is alive. <laughs> Soviet leaders, number 27, are just left-wing dictators. Again, kind of proven to be true. Number 28, Abe Lincoln saved this nation. And I would say that's probably true. Uh, not not probably. I think, I think that's, a, again, pretty much a given. Number 29, the L.A. Raiders are never to be the team that they were when they called Oakland their home. <laughs> so far, he's right. Number 30, the U.S. will again go to war. Number 31, the more, uh, the more and more people, a uh, victorious U.S. is a sinful U.S. Two more and more people, a vi victorious U.S. is a sinful U.S. So any time that we uh, are victorious or... or we show to be uh, our, our society to be a, a better way, um, more freedoms given, that type of thing. Then that's a that's a sin. And and boy, wasn't that a common mantra of President Obama? I mean, that he he would go so many times to other countries and apologize. He would go on an apology tour and apologize for the U.S. and and that that's just that used to irk me so much when I would see the President of the United States doing things like that. Because, again, it was that mindset that the more that, that we were victorious and we were shown that, that our, our way was obviously one that gave more freedoms and, and, and this type of thing, that that was a sinful that thing. That was, that was terrible. Um, so, anyway, number 31, that, that uh, uh, the, mo the more and more people are, are thinking that the U.S. Uh, being victorious is a sin. All right, number 32. This is frightening and ominous. Number 33, there will always be poor people. Okay, that's kind of, not kind of, that is biblical. Uh, number 34, this is not the fault of the rich. <laughs> so <laughs> this gets into even what we're starting to see today where liberals demonize the rich. And so any anything that, that happens, it's always, you know, oh, it's, it's it, we're going to blame it on the rich. And, and, and we see that, that his number 34 here, this is not the default, uh, this is not the fault of the rich, 
is just basically saying it doesn't matter what you're what you're blaming on them it's not their fault <laughs> so uh i i th i think that uh i i think that that you could probably have moved that one down into the next uh set but we'll uh we'll finish it off here with number 35 you should thank god for making you an american and instead of feeling guilty about it help spread our ideas worldwide and uh again i would i would make that a true statement all right Let's let's uh, let's go into the the revised uh, truths of life uh, that he came out with in 1994, and uh, and again this is going you you know we're going back and having to understand the time in which these were written, but obviously these there a lot of these are going to be very applicable to to today. So uh, let's get right into them. number one. There is a distinct singular American culture rugged individualism and self-reliance which made america great wow that he starts this off so powerfully because today what do we hear well diversity is what has made us great but when you when you think about it how has diversity made us great what's made us great and and one of the things that's made us great is rugged individualism and self-reliance um, and, and, you know, again, we could, we could create probably a whole week of podcasts on that one. All right. Number two, the vast majority of the rich in this country did not inherit their wealth. They earned it. They are the country's achievers, producers, and job creators. And yet even today we see, I mean, what, what again, what was president Obama's main mantra and what we, what do we see from uh, from, you know, puppet elect, uh, uh, Biden right now. I mean, the, the, the thought that, that the government is not any of these things, um, or, or is these things, uh, you know, that they're, 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 the government is the achievers. The government is the producers. They're, they're the job creators. And yet really the government is not any of those things. And so, yeah, it's, it's a, a complete contrast here. All right. Number three, no nation has ever taxed itself into prosperity. Well, I mean, we even see the collapse of the USSR because of this, this one thing right here. Number four, evidence refutes liberalism. <laughs> and, and how can you say that that's wrong? I mean, if you look, uh, there, there aren't any, uh, for instance, liberal talk shows, nationwide liberal talk shows that are, um, that are, that have any kind of success whatsoever. Uh, and, and, and that's because um, when it comes to liberalism, if, if you if you sit down and have an actual um, discussion, a positive discussion, just on the merits, uh, that liberalism does not win in that type of, of setting, and that's why uh, so many uh, don't like to do that. When it, so many leftists don't like to sit down and have have uh, a logical um, discussion of of issues because it's more of a feelings-based or an emotional-based uh, type of thing. So um, so evidence refutes liberalism, uh, I think, is uh, has proven to be true. Number five, there was no such thing as a new Democrat. <laughs> okay. Number six, the Earth's ecosystem is not fragile. Oh, and and how, how relevant is that today? Um, you know, God's given this this earth, the ability to heal, just like he gave us and our bodies the ability to heal. And, and it's, it's not a fragile thing 
uh, that that can't heal, and and and, and we've seen that over and over and over again. Uh, in fact, God put into place even things. Uh, if you look at at the fires that we that we've had in, in recent times, um, some some of the things that were put into place, seeds actually germ they, they grow faster after having been um, sub, subject to, to intense heat, and and. Why is that the case? Well, because God didn't make the Earth's ecosystem fragile, um, and and yes, we're we're to take care of things like we've talked about, but um, uh, we're to be, be responsible there. But it's not fragile. Number seven, uh, character matters. Leadership depends from character, he says. Um, and, and and wow, I mean, look look at the great companies that that we see that that look at character first when they're hiring. They're great companies in large part because of that. And, and we could go into more of that, but um, but if you're not hiring people based off of character as your majority thing, then you're missing out. And and uh, and so yeah, character matters. The most beautiful thing about a tree is that is what you do with it after you cut it down. <laughs> Again, a pretty controversial one. Um, Ronald Reagan, number nine, was the greatest president of the 20th century. Hard to argue with that. Number 10, the 1980s was not a decade of greed, but a decade of prosperity. It was the longest period of peacetime growth in American history. And that's true. Number 11, absence, uh, abstinence prevents sexually transmitted disease and pregnancy every time it's tried. <laughs> yeah, again, hard to argue. Right? Um, number 12, Condoms only work during the school year. <laughs> uh, number 13, poverty is not the root cause of crime. Wow, do we not see that same thing, you know, just perpetuated in the media today? Poverty is not the root cause of crime. And and boy, yeah, that dead on with that one, Rush. Uh, there's a simple way, number 14, there's a simple way to solve the crime problem. Obey the law and punish those who do not. <laughs> Pretty simple. <laughs> number eight, number fifteen. But I mean, but you say, I mean, it's simple. But we see the different people that are are in positions where they should be uh, using that as their guiding light, and they aren't. And it's just that's why so many get so frustrated. Uh, I think with so many that are that are in leadership positions that shouldn't be. All right, number fifteen. If you commit a crime, you are guilty. <laughs> number sixteen. These are undeniable truths of life. All right. Number sixteen. Women should not be allowed on juries where the accused is a stud. <laughs> I'm not even going to touch that one. Number seventeen. The way to improve our schools is not more money, but the reinstitution re-inst- of moral and spiritual values, as well as the four R's. Reading, writing, arithmetic, and rush. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, point point proven. Uh, obviously, our schools would definitely improve with a return to fundamentals. All right, number 18. I am not arrogant. <laughs> he was always call, uh, called that. Number 19. The first 35 undeniable truths are still undeniably true. <laughs> Num- number uh, 20. Uh, there is a God. And, and that's, that's one from both, obviously, and because it is so true. Number 21, there is something wrong when critics say the problem with America is too much religion. 
ah, man, you know, the Bible teaches love and kindness and, and all these things. And what can be wrong with that? I mean, it's, yes, yes, you know, we can get into different denominations and religions and, and thoughts and things there. But what can be wrong with, with teaching more about love and kindness and things? All right, morality, number 22. Morality is not defined by individual choice. And that is so true, particularly when it comes to abortion, uh, is not a moral decision between a mom and her doctor. I mean, this is the, the morality uh, is not defined by individual choice. Number 23, the only way liberals win national elections is by pretending they're not liberals. And I would say this is becoming less and less true. Liberals are really becoming more and more brazen now. But, you know, we, uh, we, we move on. Number 24. Feminism is established as to allow unattractive women easier access to the mainstream of society. I mean, that was a, uh, a copy one from, uh, from before. Number 25. The follow, uh, follow the money. When somebody says it's not the money, it's always the money. <laughs> and and I, I don't think anybody could argue with that. Number 26, liberals attempt through uh, judicial activism what they cannot win at the ballot box. And again, you know, we, we see, all you have to do is, is look at a Supreme Court justice uh, that's been nominated to go onto, onto the Supreme Court and see just how true this is. Um, you know, who a, a liberal uh, president would nominate is, uh, is someone who is not looking to, um, to see whether or not the issue is constitutional. It's what can I push through uh, and make into law from the bench. So number 27, using federal dollars as a measure, uh, our cities cannot be uh, neglected, but poisoned with welfare dependency funds. So again, uh, talking about the dollars going to cities, not really uh, means, it, it proves that our cities aren't neglected. It's just that they were poisoned with welfare dependency funds. Number 28, progress is not striving for economic justice or fairness, but economic growth. Wow. You know, third world uh, countries uh, can have economic justice and fairness, but they're still third world countries. Um, man, you know, one of the hardest things about this today and this podcast is not expanding on each one of these. Wow. You know, it's just so so uh, hard to, to confine myself. <laughs> All right, number 29. Liberals measure compassion by how many people are given welfare. That's true. Uh, conservatives measure compassion by how many people no longer need it. Boy, isn't that so true? You know, um, yeah, okay, keep, 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 keep going, Doug. Number 30. Compassion is no substitute for justice. Number 31. The cultural war is between the winners and those who think they're losers who want to become winners. The losers think the only way they can become winners is by banding together all the losers and then empowering a leader of losers to make things right for them. You may have to rewind this and play that again just to kind of follow the, the, the dot. But anyway, it, it, it's kind of true. All right, number 32, the Los Angeles riots were not caused by the Rodney King verdict. The Los Angeles riots were caused by rioters. And I would say that if you, if you substitute you know, Los Angeles in there for, with BLM um, or Antifa, uh, you would be just as correct. Number 33, you could afford a house without your government if it weren't 
for your government. <laughs> Number 35, we're almost there. Words mean things. Wow, is that not true? Words mean things. And lastly, drum roll please. Number 35, too many Americans can't laugh at themselves anymore. <laughs> we, we have lost the ability in this country, and he, he would use this one all the time. We have lost the ability to really laugh at ourselves and, to, and, and, and the fact that we take ourselves too seriously. Uh, and, and we need to bring that back. We need the ability to be able to laugh at things, see something that's funny and be able to laugh at that and not worry about whether or not it's politically correct or, or if somebody's going to be offended or whatever the case may be. We just need the ability, uh, again, to be able to laugh at ourselves and, 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 and take things a lot lighter uh, in, in, in weight. And, um, and I, th I think people would be a little more happier if they followed number 35 there a little, a little bit more. So anyway, you may, uh, you may have heard these before. Uh, I, I thought it was uh, a good thing to go through and, and really uh, see what, what it was that made Rush tick and, and how he thought. I think this did, did a really good job of doing that. And, and he, you know, he, he was an amazing man uh, that, that did a lot of things for this country. And, and when, when you take a look at a little bit in, under the surface and see you know, just the type of individual he was uh, and, and what he was trying to achieve with his radio show and the other things that he did, um, I, I think that, uh, that, 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 that kind of his, his, the void that he that has created with his death uh, is going to be substantial. And so uh, you may have, uh, you know, some that you would uh, have added to this list or, or maybe you have, have taken exception to a few of these. And so love to hear uh, from you on that. You can always uh, get a hold of us uh, by email, if nothing else. Uh, the email here uh, that we will respond to you directly uh, is uh, for uncommon sense at gmail.com. So obviously the show, Uncommon Sense. And so if you, uh, for Uncommon Sense, if you want to email Uncommon Sense, it's for, F-O-R, Uncommon Sense at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs>